If you would, remain standing for the reading of God's Word. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. We continue our study in Proverbs. As a reminder, as you're turning there, Proverbs is wisdom. It is not law. Proverbs is wisdom. It is not law. We don't find promises here. What we find are when we look at life, general truths that we will see. Proverbs chapter 4. For context, I will begin in verse 1. Hear, O sons, a father's instruction, and be attentive that you may gain insight. For I give you good precepts. Do not forsake my teaching. When I was a son with my father, tender, the only one in the sight of my mother, he taught me and said to me, let your heart hold fast my words. Keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom. Get insight. Do not forget. Do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will keep you. Love her, and she will guard you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom, and whatever you get, get insight. Prize her highly, and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will place on your head a graceful garland. She will bestow on you a beautiful crown. Hear, my son. And accept my words, that the years of your life may be many. I have taught you the way of wisdom. I have led you in the path of uprightness. When you walk, your step will not be hampered. And if you run, you will not stumble. Keep hold of instruction. Do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked and do not walk in the way of the evil. Avoid it. Do not go on it. Turn away from it and pass on, for they cannot sleep unless they have done wrong. They are robbed of sleep unless they have made someone stumble. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. And the Lord has blessing to the reading of his word. Please be seated. I want to begin this morning with a simple truth. God made you. God made you. God made you in his image, and he made you to glorify him. And we as individuals who have been made in the image of God, we glorify him the most when we reflect his holy character. If you are saved, if you are saved this morning, you've been given the greatest gift possible. The greatest gift possible. So here's the question. What are you doing with the amazing gift of salvation? Are you devoted in daily meeting with the Lord? Are you dependent upon the Lord in prayer? Are you growing in the knowledge of God and His perfect promises? Are you a student of the Word? Are you growing in the obedience of of keeping His good commands? Are you sinning less because your mind and heart is set on pleasing Him? Are you living this life with joy? Joy is found in the knowledge of God and what He has decreed. Last week, Solomon was pleading with his son 
to get wisdom and to get insight. He said, whatever you get, get wisdom and get insight. To listen to one voice that is the voice of God. He said, we need to get wisdom and insight. We need to not forget wisdom and insight. We need to prize wisdom and insight. And then Solomon spoke with his son as if wisdom is his wife. And he is to be intimate with her. He said, don't forsake her. Love her. Prize her. Embrace her. And the result of embracing Lady Wisdom is she will keep you. She will guard you. She will exalt you. She will honor you, placing a beautiful crown on your head, a garland of grace. In other words, having wisdom and insight is a beautiful display of God's amazing grace. This week, Solomon continues to plead with his son to keep up this pursuit. It's as if you have individuals who are running a race, and you have a man stationed in the middle of that race, and then 75% of the way through that race, and those individuals are standing beside you saying, keep it up, keep going, you're almost done, keep after it. This is what the father is pleading with his son. Keep up this pursuit. To keep instruction and to avoid wickedness. To keep and avoid. To keep and avoid. I hope by the end of the sermon today that you'll be able to answer at least two personal questions in great detail. Question one, how am I keeping hold of instruction? How am I keeping hold of instruction? And question two, how am I avoiding wickedness? How am I avoiding wickedness? Look with me at verse 10. It says, hear my son and accept my words. Remember, here is not just listening. Here is taking what you have heard and walking with it. It's to take it with you. It says, hear my son and accept my words that the years of your life may be many. I have taught you the way of wisdom. I have led you in the path of uprightness. When you walk, your step will not be hampered. And if you run, you will not stumble. Keep hold of instruction. Do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. So Solomon wants his son to take to heart his words. He wants his son to accept the words so that he will live a life that pleases the Lord. The path of uprightness is the path of straightforwardness. A life that pleases the Lord knows the Word of God and lives in submission to it. So what does submission to the Lord in this life look like? It is a man or woman who is a good steward of what has been entrusted to him. It is yielding to the authority of what God has said and commanded. So it's not just knowing what God has said and what God has commanded. It's yielding to it. It's approaching the throne of grace saying, Lord, I know your commands and I'm going to live by them. Look at verse 11. Look at the detailed words of the Father that we find. I have taught you the way of wisdom. 
I have led you in the path of uprightness. The father has taught his son. This was not a one-time teaching, but he labored in teaching his son the way of wisdom, the only right path. It's as if you're walking through Proverbs and you're seeing the maturity of your son. It was not a one-time teaching. The father taught his son the way of wisdom, and he modeled it. He led his son in the ancient path of uprightness, the only way for straightforwardness. This is what a godly father does. This is what all godly parents are to do. This is exactly what discipleship is. You teach the way of wisdom, and you model it. You teach the way of wisdom and you model it. You teach the ancient path found in God's word and you model it before those you are teaching and you lead them down that path. You help them to listen to the voice of Lady Wisdom through the many trials of this life. You encourage them as they navigate through lust and difficult times. You pray for them. You pray over them. You pray with them, and you point them to what the Lord has said. So discipleship includes teaching, modeling, as well as leading. These words of Solomon, I have taught you and I have led you, are paramount. And I think if we're honest, we can look at our own life and we can say there are many Days in which I have not taught, I have not led, I have not modeled. On one hand, we say praise God because our righteousness is found in Jesus Christ. On the other hand, we must recognize that you and I are not professionals. We are sinners who stumble, and we must keep on the path of Lady Wisdom. But these words of Solomon, they are paramount. He is looking at his son. He's saying, I have taught you. I have led you. Can you say this of yourself? Are you teaching the ancient path to anyone? Are you modeling and leading someone in the ancient path? Do not say, this is not my calling because it is. If you are saved, you are called to equip. You are called to a life of discipleship. You do not have first class, second class, and third class disciples. You have individuals who've been washed in the blood of the Lamb, called to Christ, to the family of God, to image the Lord in all things. You are called to a life of discipleship. Look at verse 12. It says, when you walk, your step will not be hampered. If you run, you will not stumble. Keep hold of instruction. Do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. So the father has taught his son, and now he informs his son that if he takes to heart what he has heard, then he will be blessed with a life lived for the glory of God. That when he walks, his step will not be hampered or obstructed. That when he runs, he will not stumble. In the Christian marathon, there are times of walking and there are times of running, but at all times we need to keep wisdom. I love the wisdom of the father that he's passing on to his son. When you walk, 
when you run. It's a Christian marathon. Wisdom is to be guarded. Wisdom is to be kept. We are to not let go of wisdom. Wisdom is our life. I mean, that's what the Scripture says. For she is your life. This seems kind of extreme, doesn't it? Not at all. The way of wisdom is the only way that glorifies the Lord. There is no other way. Wisdom is not just the path that we are to go. Wisdom is the life that we are to live. When we hold on to wisdom, she guards us from the wicked path. Think about this for a brief moment. If we hold on to wisdom when sinners entice us, when temptations come, when sinful opportunities present themselves, we will glorify the Lord. Wisdom will remind us, lead us, and guard us as we live in this life. Wisdom is to be our life. The way of wisdom is the only way that glorifies the Lord. So the father is informing his son that the ancient path or the wise path is the straight and good path. It is the only path that I want you to walk down, my son. It is the only path forward that glorifies the Lord. So the father already instructed his son to get wisdom, to not forget wisdom, and to prize wisdom. Now he declares, hold on to wisdom. Keep hold of it. Guard it. For if you guard wisdom, you are guarding your life. This is the path of uprightness. Now let's look at the path of wickedness. Look at verse 14. He goes on, so he discusses the path of living for the Lord. Now he says, let's look at the path of wickedness, the life that is lived against the Lord. Verse 14. Do not enter the path of the wicked. Do not walk in the way of the evil. Avoid it. Do not go on it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they cannot sleep unless they have done wrong. They are robbed of sleep unless they have made someone stumble. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. So Solomon's has been instructed to not enter the path of the wicked, to not follow the way of evil. Do not enter the wicked path. Avoid it. Don't go on it. Pass on. In other words, deal with your sin. Do not make peace with your sin. When you recognize your sin, you immediately confess your sin. When you stumble, go to the Lord. Ask for forgiveness. Forsake the sin and get back on the path of uprightness. In other words, listening to Lady Wisdom is our forever job. And we are to listen completely. We are not to stray at all. We must not enter the way of the wicked, not even for a brief moment, not even for a taste, for a millisecond. For even a brief moment fails to please the Lord, and for a brief moment it can bring great destruction upon your life. You don't have to talk to many individuals to hear their stories to ask what happened. You find a slow fade, and then for a brief moment, they entered into something that destroyed them. We need to fear the Lord, and we also need to fear sin. Sin is missing the mark. It is failing to live up to God's standard of perfection. It's missing the mark, but it's also missing the mark on purpose. 
Many times our sin is a sin of commission and the sin of omission. And we choose to sin because we don't want to please the Lord. We miss the mark on purpose. You see, all sin is against God. And all sin deserves His just and righteous wrath. Sin is a slippery slope. Sin promises satisfaction, and yet it slowly kills you. We need to be extremely careful of what we do, and we need to be extremely careful of where we walk. If sin is slippery, we need to walk with great caution, with our eyes forever on the Lord, and we need to walk wisely. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, Paul instructed Timothy to flee Dame Folly. He says, but as for you, O man of God, flee these things. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. I love what the picture he says. It's like, hey, as you're walking on this path following Lady Wisdom, it's not as if you're not going to have voices around you or you're not going to have the enemy entice you because it is a fight. It is a battle. He says, take hold of eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So in 1 Timothy, these things, he says, flee these things. These things refer to a false gospel, a different doctrine, envy, slander, a desire to be rich, the love of money, pride, an unhealthy craving for controversy, quarreling about words, viewing godliness as a means of personal gain and not a grace to serve the Lord. That we are called to flee sin and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, steadfastness, and gentleness. He went on, Paul did, right before he died in 2 Timothy 2 to say this to him. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. So flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. So we are to flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness. We are to be vessels for honorable use. We have been set apart for the Lord. This means living holy lives. This means living a wise life. So walking the path of wisdom is being ready for every good work. It is having the knowledge and working for the glory of God. Look at verse 16 of our main text. Solomon paints a vivid picture here that he wants his son to remember. He's already compared. He's like, he's looked at the wise path. He's looked at the foolish path. Look what he paints in verse 16. They cannot sleep unless they have done wrong. They are robbed of sleep unless they have made someone stumble. For they eat the bread of wickedness and they drink the wine of violence. The path of the wicked is full of people who cannot sleep unless they have done wrong. The wicked lose sleep unless they make someone stumble. They live to hurt, wound, and destroy. The wicked feast on the bread of wickedness, and they drink the wine of violence. Sin is their life. 
It is what they do. It is all that they do. It is their food. It is their drink. It is what feeds their soul is sin. The path of wicked, it will destroy you, and the path of wicked will equip you in the destruction of others. Your sins will lead into the lives of others, and you will live for their destruction. You see, if God's children don't keep the instructions of Lady Wisdom, they will enter the path of wickedness. Wisdom is to be guarded. It is a fight of faith. Wisdom is to be kept. We are to not let go of wisdom, to hold on to it, to grasp it tightly in this life. Wisdom is to be our life, for wisdom is found in Jesus Christ. I said this last week that Proverbs can also be seen as it's a call to simplicity. Of all the voices that we have in our life, of all the voices that are crying out, that we are to listen to the voice of Lady Wisdom. And if wisdom is to truly be our life and wisdom is truly found in Jesus Christ, then it can be said, if you and I are not pursuing Christ, if we're not looking at Christ, if we're not thinking about Christ, if we're not living for Christ, then Christ is not our life right now. We find this in Colossians 2. He said, I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you, for those that are to see him, for all who have not seen me face to face. Their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, to reach all the riches of fullness, assurance, of understanding, and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. The problem is, so often, all of our treasures, all the things that we delight in, all the things that we look to, all the things that we are anxious about and excited about, they don't lie in Christ. This is why the father is pleading with his son. He wants him to accept the words. He says, I have taught you. I have modeled. I have guided you. I want you to stay the course. So we have looked at the path of uprightness and the path of the wicked. Now look at verses 18 and 19. The two paths are compared. Look at the imagery that's presented here. The path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. So the path of righteous is like the light of dawn. This path shines brighter and brighter until full day. This path is lit so you can see where you're going. This path is safe. It's always safe to be in the arms of the Lord, walking his holy and perfect will. The way of the righteous is clear. Our sin will be more visible on this path. Our sin will be confessed quicker on this path. This path, this way, following Lady Wisdom, it's a picture of pleasing the Lord. This is the path of victory. This is the path in which the end is no darkness at all. This path is life leading us home forever with Christ. 
Jesus said this in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So often in our life, we are living this life saying, I know who I am in Christ, but I'm not walking according to what God has said, meaning you're not walking the wise path. You're walking in darkness. No wonder you're confused. The path of the wicked is like deep darkness. This path is void of light. This path is completely dark. So much so, they don't even know what they were continuing to stumble over. And over a period of time, they don't know that they're stumbling. This path is not safe. It's dangerous. This path is absent of hope. This path is absent of life. It's the path of the walking dead leading to eternal punishment. In Matthew 22, Jesus described those who walk the way of Dame Folly and their upcoming destruction. He said, bind him hand and foot, cast him into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the path of the wicked. But let us be reminded as God's children that we are to walk in love as Christ did. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Let's be reminded of this together. If you're reminded, Ephesians talks about the three W's, the wealth that we have in Christ, how we are to walk in the warfare that we're going to experience. In many ways, Proverbs is pointing exactly to all that you have in Christ. Proverbs is also discussing how we are to walk according to the commands of God, what you're to pursue, and the fact that as you are walking, there will be warfare. Ephesians chapter 5, beginning in verse 1. It says, Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So we can imitate God because of the sacrifice of God. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you, as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. You may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. It is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed in the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully then how you walk. 
not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So if we don't understand the will of God, you cannot live a wise life. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord, with your heart giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. So keeping hold of instruction, staying the course of wisdom is needed in our life. We will fail when we are on the path of Lady Wisdom. But we will see clearly because the wisdom of God will light our way. You see, all of Proverbs is teaching us the path of God and the path of the fool. We are exhorted to follow the path of God to gain wisdom and insight. We are warned of the destruction in listening to Dame Folly, the way of foolishness. Some of us this morning, we might have a profession of faith but your life is a mark of being a child of the world. If we are to grasp the things of God tightly, we must let go of the things of this world. So based on hearing God's word today, I hope you've been thinking and will continue to think about the two questions. How am I keeping hold of instruction? How am I avoiding wickedness. I understand that the Lord is holding on to you, and I understand the Spirit is going to do a work and always to bring you back, but do not say we do not have a responsibility in keeping hold of instruction with our life and avoiding wickedness with our life. We need to listen to one voice the voice of Lady Wisdom that is leading us down the righteous path. We need to keep hold of instruction and avoid wickedness. Puritan pastor Theophilus Gale said, Bring your natural desires into a narrow compass. Let your hearts be enlarged toward God. Let us love nothing greatly but what we shall love forever. And let us labor after the highest strain of love to God. See, your daily life decisions reveal the path that you're walking. And not only reveals the path that you're walking, your daily life decisions reveal the path that you are working. Your everyday life shows you what you are keeping, and your everyday life shows you what you are avoiding. I'm about to turn 40, and I can see in my own life the food that I am avoiding and the food that I am clinging so closely to. I am seeing the physical activities that I am avoiding, and I'm seeing the physical activities that don't require much work. But our everyday decisions, our spiritual decisions, what we decide to do in this life, and the knowing of God's Word and the keeping of God's Word, your life shows what you are keeping and what you are avoiding. This is why Jesus talks so much about a tree is known by its fruit. So you have to ask the question, what fruit are you producing by the power of God? We need to keep hold of instruction and we need to avoid wickedness. 
The path of Lady Wisdom is paved by the work of Christ. And the path of Lady Wisdom is to be a pursuit. It is to be a work by us. Wise lives are not lived with just knowledge. Keeping hold of instruction and taking the commands of God to heart, that is a wise life. I've been reading a lot of William Gurnall. He wrote The Christian in Complete Armor, considering his three-volume work on Ephesians. Walking through, put on the armor of God. And it's worth pondering today as we think about the two questions. Am I keeping hold of instruction, and am I avoiding wickedness? He said, he is not a good subject who only seeks what he can get out of his prince, but never thinks about what service he can render. He is not a true Christian whose thoughts dwell more on his own happiness than on the honor of his God. O Christian, since he has rescued us out of the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, lose no time. What you desire to do for God, do it quickly. Work zealously. In other words, what he was saying which I believe is a summary of James, if you call yourself a Christian, you prove it by the way that you live your life. You stay the course. You keep instruction and you avoid wickedness. You're not a subject who seeks only what he can get out of Christ. You are a subject who gets the most out of Christ that you possibly can by abiding in his word, but you also faithfully present yourself before Christ, saying, Lord, here I am. I am your servant. I am going to serve you today with as long as I have life. We are called to stay the course. We are called to keep instruction, and we are called to avoid wickedness. Proverbs 4, 18 and 19, the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day, The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. Based on this imagery, the path of the righteous, there is nothing like it and there is nothing greater. Maybe you're here this morning. You're like, I've never entered on that path. Christ commands you to repent of your sins and to believe on him alone for salvation. Maybe you're here this morning and you recognize by your labors, by your fruit, by what you're doing, by your choices, that you have not been honoring the Lord. You've just been going to Christ for what you can get, and you haven't been going to Christ to faithfully serve him. Then you need to repent of your sins. We are called to stay the course. We are called to keep instruction. We are called to avoid wickedness. As Ephesians 5 says, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Father, I thank you for your holy word. You've called us to keep wisdom, to guard it, to prize it, to cherish it, 
to not avoid it, to keep it in front of us. That is a discipline, that is a grace, that is a work by us to keep pursuing wisdom. but sin clings so closely. Lady Wisdom is not the only voice that is crying out in the street. We become so easily entertained, so easily pleased with the trash of this world. And for some of us this morning, we've forgotten what it's like to just bathe in Christ. We've forgotten the joy of knowing Him and living for Him. It's as if the world has eaten us up and spit us out, Father, but the truth is, if we are your child, nothing can snatch us from your hand, but your word equips it encourages, it spurs us on. Your word reveals sin. And you have called us as your children to come before you day by day, confessing our sins, turning away from them, and holding on to you. Father, that's my prayer for me. That's my prayer for this church. We would know your promises. We would know your commands. We would truly know you according to your word. And we would live a life that is pleasing to you, a life of bearing fruit for your name and for your glory, not resting in the results, but trusting you, knowing that your will will be accomplished. Father, for the Christian this morning who has been struggling and living for more of this world, Father, I pray that they would come before you, they would turn from their sins. For the lost this morning, Lord, you know who they are. Save them by your grace. Call them to yourself. For all the fans of Jesus and not the followers, Lord, bring them to follow you. You've called us to much more than knowledge. You've called us to wisdom, to live a life that is pleasing to you. So, Lord, show us what it is to avoid to avoid the sins and the destruction, the way of the wicked and to keep hold of your instruction. Show us what that looks like in our life, Father. Give us a discipline to schedule our life for your name and for your glory, and not for our comfort. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.